Hi, I'm Kawa, and this is QWA Podcast. In this show, we invite friends from the architectural fraternity for a casual conversation. From design think tank to integrated practice, we discuss the trials and tribulations of architectural pursuit. We hope this informal sharing will spark conversation among the listeners. Let's begin. Hello everyone. Today I'm so happy to have uh, Davina Amiya. Uh, used to be my accident maybe four, four to five years ago. I can't remember. This is when I was teaching in Taylor. So the story was out of this whole batch of students, only three that was was uh, more or less acceptance of the way that we we <laughs> teach, and the rest was uh, fairly hesitant to our approach. So uh, it's it's a bit uh, you know a flashback to to that. That that period of time where everything uh, turns eventually well because Davina has uh, managed to further her master studies in Netherlands, which is you know I'm so proud of uh, being part of the mm-hmm. story. So Dev, how are you doing today? Yes, I'm really good, and I'm very glad that you still remember me. And uh, you mentioned again about Taylor's and uh, those good final years. Yes, really. Thanks again for uh, guiding us. You 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 look. Uh, as you were a student in Taylor's, like you, you didn't change at all. I mean, you didn't age really? at all. Yeah. Uh, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so previously, okay. when I browsed through Instagram, I saw that your work uh, has been published mm. in Dutch Designers Yearbook 2020. Yes. Congratulations. It was so, a... since, since that, and uh, in the past few weeks, when you returned from Europe, what do you you know, have been doing? Yes, um, yes, I received the news when I'm in my hometown and now I'm excited to be back. And now I'm still very enthusiastic to see my old city with uh, fresher eyes after migrating for quite a long time. So it's still very in the refreshing uh, phase right now. Right. So, so uh, maybe yeah. re- just refresh us a bit. Like, I mean, most of the listeners mm-hmm. m- mostly not, uh, not well aware of where you're from. Can you, you know, Tell a bit about where you're from. Yes, I'm from a really quite a small city. Not many people know it. Like right. uh, the city called Sukabumi is mm-hmm. uh, West Java. It's near Bandung. So it's still on the yeah. Java island on the west. It's still in the West Java. It's still okay. uh, around like three hours drive, car drive from Bandung. From Bandung. So from then, Jakarta, like four and a half hour, something like that. Yeah, but it's still kind of like undeveloped. We don't have any cinema here. Maybe you're surprised. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity <laughs> yes. for young designers like you. Uh, yeah. Maybe, you know, looking back to, towards that, that particular story of that whole batch turning mm-hmm. against the lecturers, you have gone through the process of getting a bachelor's degree in Malaysia and eventually mm-hmm. master's degree in Netherlands. Can you maybe mm-hmm. share a bit about these two educational experiences? Yeah. Uh, well, honestly, with my last final year where you teach, uh, there is not much different. Mm-hmm. But I think with the overall experience, I think the most prominent one that uh, in my master in Europe is far less rigid. There's so much flex- flexibility mm-hmm. and it's very much multidisciplinary, I could say. The yeah. school focuses more on the like sharpening our logic rather mm-hmm. than the aesthetic seduction. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I remember one of the first phase of a project is ana- analyzing the flows happening in the building to make sure everything is circular. 
if not, then it's our task to find a way to make it more circular. Mm -hmm. So the project is about the last time is about the Dutch flower industry. Mm -hmm. Then we analyze the flower flow, water flow, energy flow, chemical waste of packaging, transportation, until the wage of the workers and the overall money flow. I think it's uh, very interesting and relevant uh, to today's biggest issue, which is um, sustainability. Um, it creates also opportunity to improve our situation by analyzing the, the flows of the building. But well, not everyone might be interested in, uh, in this actually. So um, by exploring this, I'm more aware to see architecture as a very uh, multidisciplinary approach and there to explore other things outside of uh, making a physical building. In fact, um, yeah, I think architecture school trains us to have a skill set of problem solving, creative thinking, and also human persuasion, which I think quite universal. So right. there is an infinite possibilities on what you can become. Like, um, do you want to build a building and have clients? Do you want to have, a, you want to be like a researcher or maybe a politician or even an entrepreneur? I think there is a disease of possibilities is perhaps the future of architecture itself. I think, I think this is what I uh, found out most during my uh, master study. Yes. Yeah, uh, I think in the, in the earlier weeks, uh, <clears throat> when you started your master there, there mm -hmm. is some assignment that you actually did well, and you are sharing it with me. Unfortunately, um, I can't like express uh, express how proud I am because at that moment of really? time, when you when you message me, it, it is actually um, I'm on uh, on the way to the airport and getting to Penang taking a flight mm -hmm. to Penang, it's like 5.30 a.m. Oh, yes, I remember. And I was in yes. KFC for breakfast because that's only the only place that is open at the airport. So, you know, <laughs> uh, but I, I really glad that the transition is not like sort of like culture shock. You manage to get, you know, whatever knowledge that you want, you, you have to from tailors. And then eventually when mm -hmm. you move into your master degree, it's not like a steep, uh, you know, a steep learning curve. So Like a steep step, yes. Yeah. So maybe since we are there already, can we talk a bit about your thesis work? The shop house is not for sale because I believe there is uh, some level, to some degree, it have some relation with your family's uh, story or yeah. narration. Do you mind yeah. to share? Yeah. Yeah. So in my thesis, uh, I would like to explore something that is very personal and also dear to me, which is my memories of my family and their shop house. Uh, how can I interpret it into like an architecture work? Then I analyze these abstract thoughts and arrange my own memories of others uh, and of others chronologically, put them into like an assessment matrix and uh, decide its value. And from there, I assign a brief to myself on what to do with this job house based on uh, social, circular economy, sustainability value, and uh, that is relevant uh, for the present and the future. But unfortunately, this shop house was initially meant to be sold and changed into like gigantic um, pseudo-European shop house okay. that is always on demand mm -hmm. uh, in Asian with those big columns and pillars, you know, right. it's uh, already happening now all over the city. And uh, But I think it fails tremendously in, uh, in terms of a lot of um, aspect, like, um, like social and economy aspect. So, hey, I think uh, we could do something better and this uh, why the shop house is not for sale is kind of like my statement in this project uh, to search for um, alternative solution. Mm -hmm. 
that's, and also that's, this prop yeah yeah that does this phenomenon only happen happen in your hometown or all across indonesia i think it's all across everywhere okay. people, <laughs> yeah. yeah people still have the tendency of you know looking up to the uh, to the west including the architecture mm. but unfortunately uh, you know uh, with that comes uh, reprogramming or sort of adaptive adaptive reuse so why do you mm. think it is important to to see how can we utilize our existing building stock for the future yeah um i think it depends on which value you want to bring up front for example mm -hmm. uh in this project uh the first tab is i want to deal with my own personal quest which is like to keeping up the memory right. uh because yeah the memory you have in the building and other reasons could be for economical reasons, sustainability reason. For example, you want to keep the good materials and uh, what good uh, that the building programs does for the community. In my case, some of the previous shop house program had already worked really well and still relevant for the future. So I would like to maintain it. And uh, I would also like to share that there is a book uh, called Designing from Heritage uh, published by T.U. Delft. It could be accessed online too, and it provides all the guidelines and consideration if one wants to do the building that has history. So I also refer uh, my previous value assessment metrics that I mentioned earlier, and I adapted further according to my own value, which is in the end, my project is not 100% about conservation. Uh, well, I don't really believe in that. I think the path should be a more reflective than a restorative. So basically, the selection of programs uh, diverse from uh, room or houses for rental at the back, and then some mm. uh, Airbnb or oh, not Airbnb BNB, a breakfast and bed uh, premise on top. Uh, how how do you come up with that? I mean, uh, why why I mean, is it like flexible? I mean, if you want to have an art gallery or you know other types like tuition center, is it open for that or or is it like uh, strictly? Uh, for for, because it was a, a little bit site specific mm -hmm. then i designed it for yeah for those uh, programs already right. but uh, it's uh, taken from the previous um the room rental the shop the house mm -hmm. and uh, other things is actually inspired from the previous uh, what happened in the previous yeah. uh, time including the the shops the shops on the on the side of the small alley yes. yeah uh, yes, is is that particular site is the actual property that your family own or is it like a hypothetical archetype like a sample of a shop lot? Oh no, it's it's really what they own. Like okay. the layout and everything is Great. the same. Right, right. Yeah. So it's it I seems to, yeah. yeah. It, it seems like this shop house also sort of like a reflection or a mirror of the mm -hmm. diaspora diaspora's uh, story, uh, meaning that as it grew mm -hmm eventually they gain some confidence and they you know become better economically and maybe eventually get into that social the equal social stratum is it that is that is that a story of of all diaspora you know post colonization in in this particular region yes, yes i think it's uh, very much related and these are aspects behind every story of a building in this case a mm -hmm. shop house like my grandparents migrated from China to Indonesia in the colonial times, 1930s. Mm. They bring their own culture here, but they had to adapt to survive. Yeah. 
and it was in colonial times where these hierarchy and segregation based on race happening, the Western, the Chinese, the local Indonesian people, and other races. And um, throughout the years, because of the instability of the political condition, for example, in 1998, there's a riot and everything, connotation of a shop house change to be more um, negative. And it responds also in changing physical form of the shop house building. Yeah, it's like, I think it's like the buildings learns uh, how to become nature as the owner also grows, like learning from their past mistake while moving along on this um, landscape of events. Right. Um, yeah, for example, the, the courtyard at the back is made and extended so mm -hmm. that they can open up and live more together with the local people, like my grandparents, and then start to share their land, mm -hmm. rent it cheaply to those who need it, and start building their own micro community and spark a new conversation mm -hmm. and a new type of living between the diaspora and the local people there. Like it right. was the courtyard not even there in the first time completely. Mm -hmm. It's completely like the opposite. We want to make a gated community. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of these stories and a lot of um, values to learn from it too. So it, it is obvious in the way that, you know, you described uh, mm -hmm. the architecture is all about social change, living together. Eventually we hope to understand each other and, you know, uh, be in peace mm -hmm. and, and can uh, live with, one another in harmony. So do you do you really think that architecture might slash might not influence the social paradigm? Do you think that a small mm -hmm. intervention in one place can echo yeah. throughout the country? Mm -hmm. yeah, well, I think it's a bit, uh, for me, it's a bit too optimistic. If yeah. I say mm -hmm. architecture, where I mean this uh, physical building yeah. could change totally the social paradigm. Mm -hmm. uh, it could obviously contribute a great deal, but it still needs so much other things. Right. Like in my case, my shop house projects would not be possible without a well business strategy, for example. Mm -hmm. To ensure the money flows work well inside the proposal shop house plan, you know, the microeconomies inside it, or, or else I think it wouldn't be called a, a, a successful project. Since it's, um, I think it's a self, uh, since it's a self-initiated project, uh, here I also becomes as if I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> I hope, yeah, I hope my previous study in architecture background would also help me in this, yeah, uh, as we yeah. have uh, discussed earlier, but yeah. So you ended your study mm -hmm. just before COVID or? During the COVID. During the COVID. So do you do online classes? The early phase of COVID. I do online classes and the final, final critic is also online. And the <laughs> co convocation, what? Is there a, a convocation? No, it's it's there, it's there, but only like so little people. Like uh, my class is only like ten people, not right. much people. Good. Very so, small. <laughs> so from from there, do you need to get a test before you come back to Indonesia, or how how what is the process? No, I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah I get a swab swab test, in, and that's it. In Netherlands. Last time when I, yeah in Netherlands right. when I go back, it's not that. It's not that strict right. yet. Mm -hmm. Yes. So over there, when you travel, right, do you mm -hmm. see all these, uh, what do you call it, practices? Like everyone is washing hands, everyone is wearing masks, or is it very relaxed 
in Netherlands? No, first first time is very relaxed in Netherlands. Like no one is wearing masks, no one is like really care in Netherlands. Right. They they don't they don't care. They they never wear masks until right. only recently, like this month something they start to wear masks obligatory. But but the previous time is no, they don't believe so, in that. So they still have events like meetings like yeah, we still, workshop from the yeah, yeah yeah right work right. also like Normal. what i know from mvrdv is half half like oh, okay. half half go and then uh, yeah they alter the schedule yeah but they they still they still there also school is also still going on only this recently they have a big riot right in netherlands yeah because this, they don't this, want to get day. yeah yeah they don't want to get the lockdown yeah Is it is it a normal yeah, sentiment it's, there? It's like, you know, they 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 yeah, appreciate freedom. They appreciate. Uh, the riot now is a bit more violent, but right. uh, usually there there's a riot, but the riot is more uh, structured. There is yeah. no violence. Right. Yeah, more peaceful. They just because I live in the Hague, right? And mm-hmm. the Hague is like the capital for the government, right. like the prime minister. Is living there, so every every time there's a protest, uh, the protest is happening like in the yeah in the park or something. Yeah. Uh, and then, and it's it's usual. There is a protest in usual, but the yeah. prime minister is like yeah, like I said previously, like the Dutch is really how to say, uh, not exclusive at all. The prime minister that we usually meet him on the bike, like right, just. Right. Biking, biking like the usual people, people and we yeah. usually meet him like in the coffee shop or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's a very usual scene for everyone. Right. Like Especially when meeting you the in prime the minister. Yeah. Right. I think it's because also like I told you before that my school is an academy, art art academy. Yeah. That's why everyone likes freedom, everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only one who also because last time there is two people have to be guide by MPRDV mm-hmm. but the one cannot stand because like it's too architectural I cannot mm-hmm. stand it then uh, he let, she left. fight yeah. she left mm-hmm. yeah, she left and she searched for another tutor so I'm the only one who have architecture so you have uh, MPRDV's architect. uh, architects tutoring mm-hmm. you for the first one and the first year and then also the second year throughout your study second year Yeah, but the first one with the Ortega, yeah, like yeah, the Acer, yeah. and the second one is the, with the woman. Right. Yeah, with the. That should yeah, give you a woman. good exposure. Yeah, it's a. I think I think that's the really thing, lah. Uh, if you study there, you get access access to people that you might not able yeah. to understand or you know learn from their point of view. So I think access to these people are actually a blessing. Yeah, but even even if you are in Tudel, you cannot really. I'm I'm not sure, but um, so far what I know that the the, the tutor from MPRDV only teach in the in the art academy. That's why right. I that's why I choose it because oh okay I I get this I I will get this tutor, but yeah. the the tutor also have to choose choose the student. The students, yeah. Like here is. Yeah, it's like um, we rank the tutors. Like the first one, my priority is your I select- want to get blah 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 uh, M4DV, but yeah. but the but the tutor, for example, from MFDV, have to choose you also into like the first one. If not, it if it doesn't match, then you have to search for another tutor. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the good thing is you can 
depending on your topic, mm -hmm. you can choose the tutor that is uh, on that field. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's why that's why I think it's um yeah it, I think it's kind of good there. <laughs> the first one is you know. have to follow. Yeah, the first one is you have to follow the rules. Or I'm not sure. I think I shared to you last time that it, it is more like conceptual, very artsy, yeah. like not relating to architecture at all. Mm -hmm. But the good thing in the second year, because this is your own thesis, then you can choose whatever topic you want. And yeah. you can choose your own tutor. That's why. <laughs> good to know that. I mean, we should like be a bit more open to people that actually work in the office to come and teach i don't know maybe mm -hmm. so the school so the school have a full-time lecturer but they are only managing the studio right and then the tutors is actually from the offices the tutors is from the offices and oh. um, mm -hmm. we could use the full-time tutors like mm -hmm. um like this um, we can, uh, but if we don't match with them, then we can propose to hire another one, which is not related with the school at all. Right. So you, so they will bring in someone to suit your. They will bring in someone. Right. Right. So wow. or or you can choose or you can choose on your own. Like for example, like my friend uh, will do something with light. Then mm. she search for an artist that can guide her with light. Right. That's why. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So okay, yeah, but uh, if like the full time tutor doesn't match with anyone, then they're not used that year. Oh. I think that's the contract. Oh, I'm I'm yeah, even, to the even, extent. Okay. Yeah. Even though, like, like for example, like maybe like this year, no one wants to use MVRDV. Uh huh. Uh, even though the tutor choose the students, uh -huh. then MVRDV is not chosen. Right, right, right. Wow, that's quite hard for. I mean, yeah, right. Stability. <laughs> but 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 yeah. but the but the good thing is we're only ten people, right. so it's more, Focus. so it's more easy maybe to manage. Yeah. yeah. But but from the ten people, every one of us is like really really different Pitman. case. Yeah. Like really, I'm so not you, sure. So Some, you have one yeah. to one. One to one ratio Twitter. from Twitter and student. One to one. One yeah. to one learning. Wow. Supposed to be supposed to be one tutor for two students, two. Okay. but yeah. the, my case is one to one. Yeah, because nobody else is interested in architecture. I think in your Instagram there is a mention of an architect slash a tea lover or tea thinker, <laughs> something along that line. And I know in the past yes. few years after you graduate from uh, Taylor's, you have a tea pouch uh, business. And yeah. are you still doing that, or are you planning to yeah. do something else in the future? Yeah, actually, I'm really glad that you remember and you mentioned yeah, we do. Uh, pouch, uh -huh. and you mentioned pouch because uh, yes, it is a tea that put in a pouch. Uh, mm -hmm. Now I can say half of my time I dedicate I dedicate myself to uh, develop this tea concept I left behind while I'm doing my study. Yeah. Well, actually, there's some motivation behind it because I saw many young Indonesians only appreciate imported teas rather than the local, local teas, teas. You know, like, right. like, like Twinnings, Lipton, mm -hmm. and yeah, I and in fact, in Indonesia, there is less affordable 
a local tea which is in a good quality mm-hmm. but not because we don't have this premium tea source but because of long colonial history if you want to know like the dutch used to bring the the good tea to europe mm-hmm. while the indonesian the locals are only left with the Sapa. tea dust Right. Uh, yeah, sampah tea, okay, left okay. with us sampah tea and, uh, so and there, most there, of the older generation. Yeah. So there is also a story behind behind this tea venture. I, I I'm not aware yeah. of that because you never mentioned this. But yeah. Uh, yeah. what is the you know differentiating factor besides your tea is locally made? What else is mm-hmm. you know special for for people to actually yeah. try or yeah. Actually, I want to start first with the with the introduce again with the good quality of tea that uh-huh. they usually have in uh, other international brands that we mm-hmm. cannot have it here in the local brands, because um, yeah, like like I said before that uh, we are used to get this tea dust. Yeah, uh, we call this like a kampung kampung tea, and we mm-hmm. usually drink tea with the with sugar. Mm-hmm. for for it to have good taste right and and now i want to reintroduce again um this local tea which is like made by the uh, with the local community in the in the local garden i think it's also um related with the sustainability value that uh, we have now i want to make uh, this tea business more sustainable um mm-hmm. yeah i think there's a lot of interesting narrative And so, but the second reason beside architecture, I'm passionate about tea, so that's yeah. why I'm doing this. <laughs> so your so your 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 hometown do actually have tea mm-hmm. plantations, eh? Yeah, uh, yes, a lot in West Java. Right, right. So maybe for yeah. uh, for the last you know question, maybe uh, can you explain a bit more why those shop houses is not for sale? But what do you mean by that? So the shop house is not for sale is a statement mm-hmm. uh, of this project. Mm-hmm. that I want to create an alternative because uh, after my grandparents passed away, the shop house is meant for sale. Right, usually. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it's not only my grandparents, but I think most of the shop house in the city now is right. um, redeveloped into those European style shop houses, which mm-hmm. is like very gigantic, big, mm-hmm. and creating more, um, I think more gap between the people who live in the alley. Yeah. Uh, if you if you know, it's a gang, right? Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, in Malay word, yeah. It's usually there's a big uh, shop house in the front uh, facing the main road, and there is an alley. Um, usually, the lower income communities live mm-hmm. there, and by creating this gigantic European style shop house, it would create more gap instead of creating a conversation between this, right. um, yeah, this Chinese. Usually, the shop house is actually owned by the Chinese, looking mm-hmm. more bourgeois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, then we we wanted, yeah. I I spend like nine or eight days in Bandung during my master day, so mm-hmm. we kind of yes, know I that remember. usually the servant live at the back of the shop house, right? That's where. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. the land is, but uh, now he has become like uh, a disparity because the front is become so tall, like five six stories, and yes, right? become more and yeah. more compact, and the lane become smaller mm-hmm. and smaller. Sometimes like three uh, hundred or four hundred. I don't know in Bandung lah at least. Yeah, that's what happening. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, okay. So in short, yeah. yeah so in short, the shop uh-huh. house, the shop house, the shop house proposal. 
uh, I want to create uh, micro shop houses inside the big shop houses mm-hmm. for the back community to also join in the big shop house to of participate my grandparents. To the front, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Because I saw yes. that in the in the complex, you have alienate some, uh, what they call it, pathway to the back, yeah. And then you yes. have segmented yeah, yeah. instead of just one shop lot copying one premise, you have like divided. Yeah. I'm glad that we have this conversation because I think it is gonna take already take years that since we just spoke. Thank you so much, Divina, yes. and you can no, follow Divina so on oh, Instagram, yes. Divina dot thirty six at Divina dot thirty six, and please subscribe to TWA YouTube channel. And thank you for joining us. Until the next time, bye. Bye bye. If you enjoy the session, be sure to subscribe to QWA YouTube channel so you will be notified if a new episode is posted. Thank you for listening. Until next time.